Hey, yo. Today I'm just like, I don't know, reflecting on friendships and the things that are true to our core. You know, like, who are we? And I feel very blessed in this life to have some humans around me that really, at their core, are just good, intrinsically good people. And I think I'm still sort of shedding some of the skin of the people I attracted in this life when I wasn't being that person. Um, and I think I'm attracting more people who are, you know, at their core, good people, not the kind of people who talk about what good of person they are, like the really the good people who are just naturally going to show up that way and always have those kinds of people. And those are the people that I'm grateful to be surrounded in this life with. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real. And this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. And this is where we do dreams. We're just, we're doing dreams. 
we're hanging out, we're having fun, we're doing the things. It's not always fun. I am not going to lie to you. Um, There are hard days. There are great days. There are terrible days. There are moments in time that take your breath away for good and bad reasons. It's just all a part of it. It is not easy living your dreams. I do not want to sugarcoat that at all. There's a lot of conflict here. There's a lot of growth, which leads to a lot of discomfort. And it's sort of always changing. So the one thing that has not changed, and I was talking with my husband about this this morning, we were discussing friends. And I was saying just how very thankful I am for the people that I get to call friends and I don't get to see them very often um, because we're all busy and we're all over the state and all over the country. And it just, the world didn't really work out for us to be an everyday occurrence in each other's lives. However, we connect when we can. A lot of us are moving into our motherhood eras. And so, yeah, life just gets crazy. And, you know, friends and friendships are not something you always have ample opportunities to continue nurturing, but we do the best we can and catch up. And every time that we're together, it's just instant. And I was talking to my husband this morning about the like what's at the core of all of the humans that I I would mark as a friend in this life and I have I have gotten very lucky in life for the friends that have stuck with me for a very long time my one friend has been with me since we would have known each other through elementary school we were not friends but in high school we were like the best of friends, inseparable, had green car, yellow car, which that was not the exterior of our cars, (laughs) Um, but we decorated the interior of our cars in our favorite color. And so to have that high school friend, and then I have a couple of friends that I met in college in my first two years that have just stuck. Um, And then I've been lucky enough in life to pick up uh, a couple of new human friends, some based on family, some, you know, and I think at the root of all of those friendships um, is just this common knowing that those humans are really good people. Like, intrinsically good human beings and that like it (laughs) just knowing that that's the core group of people who are around me is just really powerful because I think you know if that's who you're throwing your ideas and your energy and your life to, and your decisions. Like I bounce things off of these humans. Like that's such a great backing, right? Like (laughs) who can say that about their friends? And probably everyone is like, no, no, no. My friends are intrinsically good humans. But I would say like 
I know these people and I know like that that is at their core. That is their core identity is just, uh, and they might not say this about themselves, but I know this to be true about the few people that I identify as friends, um, like, like real friends. There are people that I'm friends with, but my like core, this would be maybe my core couple. I don't know. It's not the core four, right? But, um, my core friend group who would, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think as I was thinking about that today, I think about how blessed I am to have that group of humans around me in addition to the core four and that group of humans who are at their root and at their core intrinsically just naturally good human beings. I think we all can feel lost in that journey from time to time, but like at the core, if you ripped it all back, that's there. And yeah, I don't know, just like a little second to reflect and be super thankful for that. I'm sure everyone is like, yeah, my friends are just really good humans. I would say this is why my group, why it's really hard for me to adopt new friends. Um, because the crew that I have is like, they're out there changing the world in their own way. They're out there making a difference. They're, they're just good people. They're good people, period. And I'm always impressed with them. I feel like I'm always going to awards banquets for them and with them <laughs> um, because that's what happens when you're, when you are just intrinsically good, you can't even help but do good in this world. And I am very proud. I am very happy. I am all the things um, for this group, for this group of peeps that I kind of get to call my own. Um, yeah, it's shocking. It's fun. I don't know how I got so blessed. I think it's really easy for me because like, that's the light that I look for, um, when determining friends and that light is not in everyone. And I don't think it's something that comes natural to most. And I have weathered the storm of other friendships that just didn't last. And I think the ones that didn't last, they didn't have this core element that I look for in long relationships. Like good human or bust, <laughs> which is what I would put up on friend sign. No, I think just even knowing that that's a part of it, I don't think it's ever something that I, you know, I didn't sit at my first volleyball practice and was like, Hey, are you good? Are you a good person? 
in college, right? Like I didn't do that. Or in high school, I wasn't going, okay, is this a good human? Like someone who sees the good in everyone, someone who values humans, someone who just makes ethical decisions, like pulls from that, um, you know, someone who just values life and, and humans. And is that this person, I wasn't asking those questions, like making a checklist, like I might to find a spouse. No. Um, now I probably could, I can pretty easily, and I won't say easily, but I, I know for the most part, sometimes I fight myself because sometimes I'm like, no, I think this could really be a friend. And then I'm like, no, Mm-mm. you know, and I always know, I know, I know. Cause those types of humans, like we pretty much click right away. I know if you're that person and I don't know. I just, I today woke up feeling very blessed for the humans that I get to call friends in this life. And for the fact that, you know, me and my husband have that conversation about who friends are and, and, you know, what really is rooted in all of those relationships and what is important and who, who are those people for us. And our crew is small for sure. But I think it's hard to find. It is. It's hard to find people like that in this life. And so I feel blessed that I, I am finding more in the work that I'm doing every day. Um, but you know, I got that, I got that core group to build off of. I know what works for me and I know what's most important for me when it comes to having a friend and that's sort of it. That's the underlying truth of all of my friendships It's like at the base core of who these humans are. They are just intrinsically beautiful, good humans. And what a baller thing to be, you know, <laughs> like what else do you want in this life? And that's what I want supporting and, and bringing up my kids. Like I want them to be those kinds of humans as well. I think it's so important and I'm hoping, you know, when we go into conferences, I'm like, well, you know, hopefully they can read and spell and do all the things, but like, are they good people? And not like good people that I need to be out there promoting that they're such good humans because I'm such a good parent. Like just good people. Are they making good decisions when I'm not there? Are they, are they loving people anyways? Are they being helpful? Are they loving and caring? And just like at their core, that's a decision they would make without having to think about it that's really the measure. So I don't know, just a little love for fest about my friends here. I, 
I often complain about not being able to make friends as an adult. It definitely was a main theme in probably season one of this show. Um, And I'm getting to the point where I now realize, like, I have expectations of what a friend is and not what they are for what they do for me, for what they are, who they are, and how they present themselves to this world. And not everybody can live up to (laughs) that intrinsic good human. And I think, you know, for me, that's been a journey of healing. And I know I have not been a good human. And I feel kind of bad because I'm like, listen, I've kept these good human friends for a long time. And they were with me when I was not a good human. And I still don't know. I know for a fact that I am not as intrinsically good as these people are. I think my friends inevitably are aspirational. I couldn't do or be half of the women that they are, you know, but I think you put people to surround you that make you better. And I think that's one of the things that I will always question if I am like, am I good and not good at something just good? Am I good for people, for society, for the world? Am I good? Am I a good person? You know, did I make a difference? Did I help? people. Can we just go straight into a Macklemore song? Because I feel like, did I do it all for people? Or did I do it all for fame? Legend, his exodus, searching for euphoria, judging by the got 20,000 people in this stage when we saw more. And I, my mama told me never bow your head. Woo! I feel glory. Yeah. Or we could go into every Jason Mraz song that's ever been sang. But I think That's always been a question. And I know that once I sort of got my life more aligned with who I felt I could be, the answer to that question got easier because it wasn't so complicated, right? Like, everything lined up and everything made sense with that. And it wasn't like, oh, well, yeah, you do that. And and some of those decisions you just, you have to make. That's just the reality. That's a part of being a human. Like, too bad, so sad. It's just, it was wearing, I think, part of my intrinsic goodness out. Because it wasn't, some of the things that I saw, you know, like when I originally wanted to get my degree in healthcare administration, the only reason was because I had watched John Q. And if you haven't watched that movie, it's a Denzel Washington movie. It was not critically acclaimed. I'm sure it didn't win any honors, but I love movies that talk about real life situations. And in this movie, the 
his child needed a heart transplant. They couldn't, they couldn't get the insurance coverage. They couldn't whatever. And so he's having this conversation with this woman who's a hospital admin. And she's like, no, we can't do it. There's nothing we can do for you. Right. And she's got to make decisions that inevitably protect this hospital staying open. So once you're on the business side of that, you're going, well, I mean, that's just the way that it works. I don't know what to tell you. You know, people live and die every day. And in, in her world, it's like, it's unfortunate, but this hospital is a business and you're not going to be able to pay for this. So if you can't pay to keep your child alive, they're just going to die. Right. And what a harsh conversation to have. And I remember watching that and just like being in tears, like how, what is wrong with this world? You know, and it's just a movie and it's supposed to engage your, right, your, your gut, your heart. It's supposed to do that. And it is supposed to put this extremely still I mean, that movie happened when I was in college, was the first time that I watched it, and it is still a glaring issue, right? This type of thing is happening all the time. I see it happen. Gosh, we just had, you know, my family had to get healthcare um, in, our, in our metro, is what we would call it, because we live in a rural area, and they didn't have enough nurses which is pretty normal for our area because it's small and there's a shortage and nobody's like sending anybody here to come be a nurse, right? Like, no, because you don't get paid well and there's always a shortage. So you're kind of always getting swamped with work and it just isn't a great life, right? And so that was a part of their journey was like, well, I mean, basically we don't have enough beds and we don't have enough nursing staff and you're going to have to go home. And they almost died because they were sent home and they had to go back the next day and have this big, crazy, intense surgery and the recovery is so much longer because basically the hospital wasn't staffed and like it didn't matter. Because, and not in this instance, was it an insurance problem, but it was still a business problem, right? Like that impacted healthcare. And it's not because healthcare is like this wonderful deity and it's just an an unfortunate circumstance. No, it's because it is a business. And because it's a business, it's operating like that. And I don't know. I went through major cuts where they'd come in and they'd analyze and you'd have these people who that's what their job is, is just to like cut everything and and look at your people and your processes and, and they don't know, right? Like, okay, everything's good right now, but if we tip the scales at just one more bed, like all of a sudden that would open up this wing. We don't have enough staff for that. And there's a hiring crisis. No, the people who did that work to lean down came and went. And now that there's this major nursing shortage, 
they're nowhere to be found, right? Like they didn't analyze that as a potential. No, they just cut. They came in, they did their job, they got the people out. And because of that, and because of the leaning and the timing of COVID and all the things, people were like, yeah, no, (laughs) I'm not going to do this. And corporations were like, but where are you going to go? They were like, I don't know. And quite honestly, probably a lot of them were like, you know, I think, hmm, yeah, I'm going to go work from home as a nurse and okay, probably get paid double and work in these very specific hours. And yeah, okay, bye. Great. Thank you for acting like there was nowhere for me to go because like I called not that long ago, tech companies are going to come in analyze healthcare and make it better. And while they may not be able to build hospitals yet, they will. They'll figure it out. And they'll beat all of these hospitals and all of these organizations that are being ran very, um, mm, I don't know that poorly is the word, but I think, you know, like, you have to make decisions based off of insurance and insurance companies are ran by whoever. And it's just like, there's no human component in it. And yeah, the tech companies are obviously going to continue to eliminate the human component of it, but only because (laughs) you already have to make those decisions anyways. So it's just easier to see that you're denied for that on a computer screen than to have to involve human emotion, right? And if that's where you're going anyways, then what's the point? But I remember watching that movie and being like, I, I want to do better. I, if I could do something like I want to fix that, nobody should have to go through that. And this is one of my intrinsic things. Like it's, I, I don't like seeing people sad or dying or or suffering or struggling. I just don't like seeing it. And if I could fix that or if I could make, you know, people's dreams come true and that would fix everything, then that's what I want to do. And I I had a dream last night. It was like, <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but someone said to this person, like, there are still, even if you try to make the world perfect, there are still bad things. Bad things still happen. Sad things still happen. That reality is never going to go away, no matter how great life gets. And I woke up from that dream like, why? Why? Why we got to bring this philosophy into this dream scenario. Like, why can't I just have these powder puff dreams, you know, like why? And I know when I sort of set that stage for becoming this healthcare admin, it was kind of at a place in my life where I knew that I needed to get serious about 
making adult decisions about where I was going to go in life because dreams weren't something that I got to have anymore because I needed to pay bills. And, you know, for so many people, that is the breaking point. And I get it. You know, I have a husband who, who sacrifices a lot to ensure that I get this fair chance at chasing my dreams. He doesn't get to be on a dream journey right now because I'm on mine. And until mine gets figured out, he's just providing, right? Like that's powerful stuff. That's why we have unions. That's why in your marriage, like you're strong for each other because you're going to go through these life paths together. Someone's going to lose their stuff one day and be like, I think I'm just going to go be a podcaster. You know, I know we both saw that track, right? Become the healthcare administrator. And I don't think that's really where I wanted to go. I think my heart was in the right place. And those things that I wanted to fix, absolutely. But it just wasn't something that I was going to be able to fix. Like, no matter how many heart surgeries came in, my answer was still going to have to be the same as that admin in John Q. You know? Because at the end of the day, I was running a business organization. Right? Hospitals, healthcare is a business, one of the biggest business and industries in this country. And business decisions have to be made in order to keep them open. And I don't know, I just, I think as I've continued to transition through life, <laughs> that has been kind of one of the common themes is this constant want to keep everyone happy and to keep everything just good and to make good, happy things. And some of you might be going, well, that's not the real world. And I know it isn't, but, and I know my dream like, okay, there are really terrible parts of everything. You know, entrepreneurship is not something I would recommend to most people. It is one of the hardest, most taxing, mentally intense things that I have ever taken on. And I used to coach high school girls volleyball at a private high school. So like, try me. This is worse. Just because of how calm, cool, and collected you have to stay, even though everything is crazy, even though you have nothing figured out, even though, like, you kind of got to silence all of that and continue. Like, the only way to lose is to stop. So you have to find ways constantly to continue on your path, to continue moving forward. And yeah, I don't, you know, 
I think that want to make things good and to just make more happiness in this world maybe comes from being just a good human. You know, one of my favorite shows that I'm watching right now um, is Parks and Recreation. And I tell my husband all the time, like, it's just a happy show. There's no like crazy drama or these dramatic relationships and what's going to happen next. Like, it's just light and easy and happy and silly. And I like that. And I also like documentaries where, you know, like John Q, not a light movie at all, but I like figuring out some of these things that are wrong and how people fix them or what the solution was, blah, blah, blah. Like those are the things that I like to figure out, to learn about, even when they're dark. But then I always want to figure out how to make them happy, how to fix or resolve any given thing. I like fixing problems and I like bringing things from dark to light again. I do like that. And, you know, that comes from having a lot of humans around me that kind of operate in the same way, in that same light. And sure, the world isn't always rainbows and it's hard for me to step into the darkness, but we can make it more light than dark. I truly believe that. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.